away. Huberto walks in, makes a move, and he scores! Jonathan Huberto! And he scores! Alexander Markov! What a move! He's giving the Panthers the lead once again! Welcome to Territory Talk, the official podcast of the Florida Panthers. Here are your hosts, Jameson Olive and Doug Plakins. Hey everybody, welcome into Territory Talk, the official podcast of the Florida Panthers, brought to you as always by Baptist Health, the official sports medicine provider of the Florida Panthers. And again, Territory Talk, new episodes every Wednesday. We thank you very much for making it a part of your week, whether you're tuned in on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Spotify, wherever you are tuned in today. We thank you for being on board. Doug Plagans here with you as always, joined by Jamison Olive from FloridaPanthers.com. And I believe for the third consecutive week. It's a streak. I think that's a record. Yes, it is. Jessica Blaylock, Fox Sports Florida, here with us. How are you? How are you guys doing? Good. I've recorded points in three straight performances, so <laughs> let's keep this streak alive. You're, you're our player to watch for this podcast. <laughs> we're, we're picking you to break the ice here. Uh, no, doing pretty good. I know we got a great guest coming on today. Uh, it seems like uh, as we kind of go along here, I think we're in week three or so. It's a loose time frame, but I think, you know, of the pause, we're around week three here in terms of waiting for the NHL to come back. But we're starting to talk to guys again. I talked to Colton Sevier on the phone the other day. We're going to have an article with him coming out on uh, Thursday on FloridaPanthers.com. Just check in with him uh gonna be talking to some prospects here in the coming weeks uh so yeah we're keeping busy the panthers content's still flowing i know we're all just itching for hockey to come back but we all understand you know uh what we gotta do to get there so uh still social distancing still behaving doing what i'm told over here and uh coming over here once a week to see you guys to do this floridapanthers.com at fla panthers on twitter for all the information and all the content that's going to be coming your way so be sure to check that out jameson's got a ton coming up uh there are also going to be rebroadcasts on five 60 the Joe. You can check those out. Thursday, six o'clock is the next one as we relive the Panthers comeback win in New Jersey from back on October 14th. We will have a great conversation coming up here shortly with Chase Prisky, Panthers prospect acquired from the Carolina Hurricanes organization in the trade that also brought in Eric Halla, Lucas Walmark, A2 Lusterinen. So uh, a big trade made back at the deadline and Chase Prisky was a part of that, a South Florida native and he's going to be joining us in a little bit so uh stick around because we're going to have a great conversation on the way i gotta say too you're you're three weeks here without hockey and you just nailed etulis derinen just with a with drop of a hat like that you're still you're still in mid-season form here you haven't gotten rusty yet i remember he played a game against the panthers uh previously for carolina and i remember asking john forsland the uh broadcaster from the from the carolina hurricanes uh the pronunciation and for some reason uh, it just it just stuck with me i just remembered that one because i and i think i gave a little extra focus to it because it's a long last name you want to show off i wanted to make sure that i had that one uh that i had that one down when you said it i thought to myself in my head all right impressive doug and i think chester even chester yes if you hear any barking throughout the episode we do have a live studio audience here lemon and chester <laughs> chester i would say is a little more engaged m- right now mildly engaged uh lemon is actually looking at the opposite direction right now looking at the wall <laughs> they're, they're done with us already they're ready for us to get out of the house at this point <laughs> 
So the uh, so uh, again, lots to come your way here on this one. Now, before we get rolling along uh, too far, uh, any interesting shows? Anything that you guys have been able to watch uh, here over the last few weeks? Uh, I've I haven't I didn't watch as many historic sporting events since we talked last. It's been a steady dose of Golden Girls, Seinfeld, and Pawn Stars. Those are probably my three favorite television programs to watch. Uh, well, I mean, the problem is, is uh, the Tiger Show at Tiger King. Correct that everyone's yes. been talking yes. about. So I haven't gotten into that one yet, but I think I'm going to get caught up. I, I, I watched the like, first. Episode. You did. Like, I I did watch the first episode. Okay, so I was talking to, when I was talking to Colton Sevier. He said he just dipped his toes in. He watched episode one. Yeah, he's probably going to finish it. Uh, Bill Lindsay on the show last week told us he's watching it. It seems like everyone's watching. I guess it. I got to get caught up. I feel like I'm being left out, so I think I'm going to watch it just to watch it at this point. So by next it's week's episode, I might might be the into it. Thing to do, like if you're not watching it. You're on the outside looking in right now. That's actually the only reason several years ago I began watching Game of Thrones because there were so many players inside the Marlins clubhouse that watched it and gave me a hard time about not being in on one of the biggest shows. Nerd. I know. And so (laughs) I totally buckled under the peer pressure and started watching it. Um, And kind of the same thing with Tiger King. You see everyone on social media talking about it posting about it and uh so i guess round two of buckling under the peer pressure i decided i had to check it out and it's a documentary correct yes that that interests me but i feel like the moment i finish it and i want to talk about it everyone's gonna will have already moved on to the next thing to the next big documentary yes and then i'll be behind on that again but i'm gonna try to power through it this week i'm gonna try to knock it out but other than that you know still reading lord of the rings nerd stuff you know nice i I started re-watching the harry potter series i'm reading a book i'm in a slytherin shirt right now so i'm supporting you over here i am a total hufflepuff you are doug what what house would you be in I didn't know there were what kind of houses. I have a Waffle House shirt on. (laughs) He does actually have a Waffle House shirt on. Okay, so we've got Jameson Slytherin representing Slytherin. I'm Hufflepuff and Doug is in uh, Waffle House. Yes, I actually have a Waffle House T-shirt on. The the less known fifth house of Hogwarts was Waffle House. (laughs) It's always open. It is always open. Actually, they just closed all the Waffle Houses down here. So, you know, never mind. They finally closed. That's very, you know, they'll, they'll be back open, though. Everything's they'll, coming back eventually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Everything will be back in full um, force eventually. But other than that, uh, Animal Crossing, that's been very big for Nintendo Switch. Uh, oh, I thought you were actually pointing out like an animal was crossing. No, this, I, I know this is definitely going to be a first I've heard of it for Doug Plagans, but Animal Crossing. First I've heard of it. It's got my little island. Uh, some Panthers employees have visited my island. My fiance has her own island. We visit sometimes. I booked a flight to that island. Yes, did you? Yeah, I did. No, I did. You that's did going to be my next trip. Well, if you guys you find a Nintendo Switch, you should definitely get on your islands and uh, come play with us. But that's been passing some time. But other than that, you know, nine to five, still pretty heavy here in terms of work, just producing content at FloridaPanthers.com and things like that. So uh, we got some other initiatives going on. You know, stay tuned. A lot of content coming. And uh, like I said, uh, you know, starting today, we're also going to have a lot more guys on the show. Yep. So you can look forward to, to all that. We've got a great conversation coming up here shortly. So without further ado, let's get to it. Uh, South Florida native Chase Prisky stopping by to chat with us again. Territory Talk is always presented by Baptist Health, the official sports medicine provider of the Florida Panthers. Jameson and I had a chance to catch up with Chase Prisky, Panthers defense prospect acquired in a trade from the Carolina Hurricanes organization not long ago. Let's get right into that now. 
All right, well, Chase, first, thanks for stopping by with us today, and uh, thanks for for, uh, coming on the show here. First thing I got to ask you, something that uh, we've been asking a lot of people, and uh, I know a lot of people are interested in this, kind of a simple thing, but uh, but what have you been up to lately, and, and how are you filling the time? Uh, I, to be honest, I haven't been up to much. Uh, I'm just, <laughs> just working out and then just kind of cleaning the house. But besides for that, it's, it's been a lot of downtime and a lot of, uh, different games with my mom, some wheel of fortune, some jeopardy, some card games. So, uh, we just try to stay busy as much as possible. How, how's the competition there going between you and your mom? Who's, who's got the upper hand right now? Uh, I don't know. It, it goes back and forth. Uh, we're pretty split between Wheel of Fortune and Jeopardy. We both have our nights, but uh, she's a good good competitor. <laughs> and you mentioned obviously working out, staying in shape. Uh, I know some guys have you know pretty advanced gyms at their home. Some guys have a lot less. Some guys are getting creative. Kind of what are you doing? Kind of day to day routine in terms of staying you know in game shape. Uh, you know, I'm I'm lucky that I've got a uh, a couple sets of uh, resistance bands, a weight vest, and a pair of ten pound dumbbells. So I've got a little more than than just body weight, but I've got a great uh, strength and conditioning coach, Prajesh Patel of Quinnipiac, that kind of supplied all his NHL players with uh, isometric program that we can do at our house. So uh, I've just kind of been sticking to his program for the last three weeks or so, and we're going to be moving on to phase two, uh, a little more power output uh, as hopefully the clock is winding down and we can get back to some game action. And and you mentioned that you're uh, you're with your mom right now. Does that mean you're down here in uh, South Florida with the rest of us? Yeah, yeah, I made the drive from Springfield down to uh, down to Pembroke Pines. I think uh, ten days ago or so. Mm-hmm. So I've been I've been down here since. Um, and what's that like, just being uh, back home? I know you've been away from home for a long time now. Yeah, it's uh, to be honest, it's really weird. Like I moved away at home at fifteen, and uh, besides for coming home for like Christmas, I, I haven't spent more than five or seven days at home at once. So. Uh, coming up on two weeks now, it's kind of been different uh, going from living on your own for the last nine years to to now back living with your mom. So uh, just trying to get adjusted and trying to just stay out of her way as much as possible. Is is everything still the same? Is your room just how you left it or does it feel a little different to be home right now? No, it's to be honest, it's it's exactly how I left it. And and I thought all these years, maybe my mom would go in and kind of clean it out a little, but I, I still have closed that. I had when I was in high school, Uh, so I really got to do some cleaning here coming up. And Chase, uh, obviously, you know, growing up down here is in that in that room you're referencing. Any any old uh, Panthers stuff that may have a little extra meaning now that uh, you're part of the Panthers organization? Oh yeah, I've got. I mean, I don't know where to begin. I've got a ton of memorabilia memorabilia all over my room. I've got Florida Panthers blanket, um, uh, like a whole bunch of like the year the rat. Uh, I've got a whole bunch of rats with a whole bunch of different players' names on them. Uh, I've got uh, a plaque from uh, from the '96 year they went to the Stanley Cup Finals. I'm trying to think, uh, and a signed John Van Breesbrook jersey hanging on the wall. Uh, yeah, ju- just a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, it's kind of like it's a whole just array of uh, anything from signed pucks to sticks to, to jerseys. So I've got it all. Did you have a, a favorite Panther growing up? Somebody you really you really like to uh, follow? Somebody you like to model your game after? Maybe anybody like that? Uh, I don't necessarily. I don't know if necessarily one person. I was always fascinated with Pavel Bure, just how fast he was, and and like the skill level he had back when he played. So I, I was always fascinated with him. But another guy, I don't know why, I always kind of attracted to was Scott Mellenby. So 
those pro- those two were probably uh, at the top of my list. And for you, just uh, on the ice, uh, you know, getting into hockey and growing up playing hockey down here in uh, in South Florida, you know, what uh, what was that like? And and what was your intro to the sport? What got you into it? Uh, so my mom actually played uh, hockey in college at Bowdoin. So uh, she she had a background, and my my dad played uh, lacrosse in college. So uh, like they they were two very athletic people, and uh, I mean they were season ticket holders to the Panthers. So I mean uh, I saw my first game, my first NHL game, I, I believe twenty nine or thirty days old. Uh, so I was introduced at such a young age. So you remember it all, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, I, of course, I remember every game. But uh, no, but uh, we've I've got a roller hockey rink that's uh, I don't know maybe five minutes from my house, and I started at like three or four years old. I started playing at that. They had like a it was like a street hockey league where you didn't have skates, but you just kind of ran around and played. And so I played in that, and then uh, I learned to skate right uh, soon after that, and then uh, I started playing for the Florida Junior Panthers when I was eight, I believe. So. Uh, yeah, it's it's kind of crazy how fast the time goes. And correct me if I'm wrong, but on that Junior Panther team over there, you, you, you were a teammate of Riley Stillman, Jacob Chickren, and Andrew Peake at one point or another, correct? Uh, well, they they played on the the team uh, younger than me. Gotcha. Uh, so I was a yeah, so I was a '96, and I played. It was there was like a core of like six or seven uh, players that we played on the same team from when we were eight to when we left for high school or juniors and uh i mean i i know uh andrew peak and chikrin and i actually don't know uh riley that well but uh like those guys i've known since like since we were that young and and like always you kind of keep uh keep tabs on them during the season and you try to catch up as as much as possible and i mean obviously after the junior panthers yeah i read you did make that move up north uh to kind of get to discovered by scouts which you know eventually helped you get into college and all those good things but what was it like the moment you left florida to kind of be a guy playing up north with that florida background did that come up often you know when you you met new teammates and things like that yeah you know what that's probably the best icebreaker i have is uh they always ask like I didn't know hockey was a big thing in Florida and I, I, I've gotten that countless times and uh, that's a pretty good icebreaker to kind of explain to them how I got into hockey and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, I mean, you never kind of lose like where you're from because it's, it's just so, uh, so special in my opinion that you could come from South Florida and, and uh, kind of achieve any, any goals you set out for yourself. And going off of that, Chase, I mean, just uh, in terms of being one of a, a growing number of guys who've made it to a high level playing hockey coming out of the state of Florida and, you know, looking at some of the other states, it's not uncommon anymore to see guys coming from California, coming from Texas, coming from a, a lot of different places that maybe uh, at one point weren't, uh, you know, weren't a big presence on the on the hockey map but now seeing more guys from florida is that something that uh, you take a lot of pride in you and uh, a growing number of guys who have uh, have come up playing through uh, playing hockey through the through florida yeah i definitely think so i mean like when i was when i was younger like i always looked up to i would probably say like the the guys that were born in 92 and 93 like andrew yogan and shane gossifer and i kind of always wanted to because like they they were the big name back then and then uh, like you, you watch like their their trajectory and their projection uh, through college or major junior and then the pro ranks and you you kind of see like okay like these guys are from the same town I am like there's no reason that I can't do it and then sooner or later like you kind of become that name which is which to me is still a little weird 
but uh but it's i mean it's great like it, like there's in my opinion i don't think there's one path to the nhl and i think taking an untraditional path is becoming a lot more traditional uh in today's world and talking about your path a little bit more specifically, take us to, you know, trade deadline day. Uh, obviously, you're coming over from the Hurricanes to the Panthers, coming back home. Just what was that day like and kind of how did it all unfold from your point of view? Uh, I mean, to be honest, it was it was a crazy day. Like you uh, I mean, you, you keep some tabs on the trade deadline just to see what kind of what's going on. But you never really think it's going to be yourself. And I just remember uh, I was on the road with Charlotte. We were we were halfway through a 12-day road trip, and uh, my roommate and I get coffee every morning, and we were just kind of hanging out at Starbucks, uh, having our morning coffee before heading over to the rink. And um, all of a sudden, I got a call uh, from the assistant GM kind of explaining that they had traded me to Florida. And uh, I, I don't – like, it's, it's pretty hard to explain. Like, you just uh, – like – you just kind of at, at a loss for words, I guess. And then you, you start to get acclimated. You're getting calls from uh, a couple more people in the Carolina organization, a couple people from the Florida organization uh, introducing themselves. They're just touching base. And then uh, before I knew it, I, I had gone to the ring, packed my bag up, said bye to my teammates, my coaches, the staff, and uh, myself and uh, eat to lose Ryan and uh, head to the airport to, to get back to Charlotte and pack all our stuff before uh, kind of starting our new adventure. So it had just kind of been a whirlwind of a day, and it was uh, it was kind of crazy to, to find out that I was heading back to Florida just because, uh, like, there were a ton of people that reached out that I went to middle school with or high school with, and they, they just expressed, like, how excited they were to see me and that, uh, like, they couldn't wait to come see me play at the BB&T Center. So, I mean, it, it'll be uh, – It'll be special, uh, hopefully one day when I can make my NHL debut. And uh, your mom, obviously, I'm sure, was one of the biggest reactions to the news. Kind of, How did she take it when you told her? Uh, she didn't believe me. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't believe me at first, to be honest. And then, uh, no, I told her. I was like, no, I, I really got traded. And she just didn't expect that. And uh, I don't know if I expected it either, but um, she was really excited. Like, she she had to sacrifice a ton to, to allow me to move away at 15. So for me to kind of be moving, uh, somewhat back home was, uh, was like kind of took a weight off her shoulders cause she could come see me a little more often than she can now. So, uh, like obviously the plan is one day to be full time with the Panthers and then, um, allow her to come see as many games as possible, kind of make up for, for the last uh, eight or nine years when she's only been able to come see three or four games a season. And, and you mentioned uh, before your time at the BB&T Center, kind of the goal to get back there and play on that ice that you watched for so many years. But when you kind of think back to your general memories uh, of BB&T, uh, you know, formerly obviously Bank Atlantic, National Car, goes on and on. But of that arena, what are some of your biggest memories that stand out growing up? Uh I remember in middle school, there was no ice in the, I mean, back then it was Bank Atlantic Center, but uh, there was no ice. And we actually, I played on my middle school roller hockey team and there was like, a, like the state championships was at the arena. And so I remember playing, like we played like four games in a day there and then the championship game and I, and we ended up winning the league. So that was one of them just because I actually got to play in the, in the arena, which I thought was pretty cool. And then, uh, I mean, besides for that, just, uh, just like the numerous games, either going with friends, uh, meeting up, like all the games that I went there with my dad and watched. And, uh, like, it was just, uh, like 
it's just a special place. I don't really know how to describe it. What was the the, the go to jersey if you're going to a Panthers game? What do you usually have on? Uh, to be honest, I would go no jersey. I just kind of went very casual. Uh, very casual. If not, I would usually wear my uh, my Florida Junior Panthers jersey if like if we went with the team or something. So. It was, uh, it was pretty funny. <laughs> well, you knew back then. You knew the Prisky jersey was going to be a Panther jersey. You're just ahead of the time. Yeah, I'd like to think so, but uh, <laughs> it's, it's it's a little more realistic now. Um, and just kind of uh, you know going back to that, you, you mentioned kind of dreaming of playing for the Panthers now, and, and obviously closer than ever now that you are part of the organization. But what do you think you need to do, you know, over the next you know season or however, however long to you know make that jump and kind of maybe get your game to where it needs to be? Oh, I think that's a great question. I mean, uh, I mean, I, I've I've seen how much better my game has gotten this year. Just in the, the I believe I played fifty-seven games this season, so the first, first fifty-seven games of my pro career, and uh, just just getting acclimated to, to playing men and and playing a different. It's a different game than college, so just understanding how to play the pro game a little better, and then just learning to play to my strengths. I, I think I'm a really good skater, and I think one of the most underrated part of my game is my passing. So for me is just uh, really just breaking out pucks and, and passing the puck well. And for me to stay in the NHL, I, I think I just needed to be able to defend because the offensive part of my game is, has kind of always been instinctual and I don't really have to work on that too much. It's, it's just making sure I can keep the puck out of the net and uh, try to transition the puck quick. And so that, those are definitely the biggest tools. And we talked about, you know, your, your, your first season in the pros, first season in the AHL. Uh, you only got in five games with Springfield before, you know, the league went on pause, but four points, two goals, really nice showing there. Just kind of how, what was that transition like and how, uh, how did you make that so smooth? Uh, I don't know if it was smooth or not, but <laughs> I, I'd like to think so. Uh, it looks smooth. You know, like the, yeah, I mean, we got there, E2 and I got there on a Thursday, had one practice, and then played our first two games. So, uh, I, I, uh, Jordy and uh, Janny, the coaches there, even Rhino, did a great job of kind of not overloading us with too much information. They just kind of uh, kind of showed us the X's and O's in, in all three zones and then pretty much said, go out and play. Like, we know you're going to make mistakes, but uh, as long as you're working hard, we can live with it. And and uh, I mean, it was great to just kind of go out and not kind of be bogged down by overthinking the systems a little too much. So uh, I think that was a big, uh, a big thing. And then just talking to the coaches and they know that I, I want to go out there and make plays. And they were uh, very encouraging to go out there. And they said, uh, just try to go out and make as many plays as possible. And, you know, sometimes it's not going to happen, but uh, just being able to try to get back and recover as best as you can and show the guys that you're, you're there to be part of the team. And, uh, you know, I just tried to, to, to run with it. Uh, you obviously meet the guys and, and you try to, you're, you're still kind of feeling guys out how they, how they want the puck and, and the situations they like it in. But for the most part, I thought we were about to hit our stride there and, and make a really good playoff push into, into, uh, into the postseason. And Chase, uh, last thing for me, uh, maybe a, a little bit on that note, you're you know, in this, this pause situation right now, a little bit different to say the least. For you in terms of just keeping the workouts going, you mentioned that, uh, that you've got the workouts going there. What's the biggest key for you as an athlete just to, to keep that mental approach where it needs to be, to keep that intensity uh, where it needs to be uh, you know, while you're in this, uh, this period right now? Yeah, I mean, uh, it's definitely not not easy at all times. But I, I mean, for me, it's it's pretty pretty easy to find that fire, that hunger, just because I'm a guy that 
in my opinion, on the fringe of playing in the NHL. And then at this point uh, in my career and in my life, like I've got nothing to hold back from uh, pushing myself to play to play at the next level and then getting up there and then and making sure I stay there. So for me, it's just understanding that uh, the putting myself in the best position possible when things uh, do hit play that that I'm uh, playing at peak performance and and I'm ready to go and ready uh, ready to get called upon if that need be and if not uh, if being in Springfield like I'm able to be leaned on as kind of the guy or one of the guys to uh, to push us into a great playoff push. And Chase, last one for me. You mentioned kind of a, a hunger there to make it to the NHL. Well, I, I want to ask you about a different type of hunger. Uh, obviously, you know, like you said, you left home, uh, you know, at an early age. You haven't been home a lot since then. But now that you are back down here a little bit, uh, you know, when things do start to normalize, when things do kind of get back into a, a regular routine here, uh, what are some maybe uh, places, restaurants, things like that you're really looking forward to checking back out that you've been missing? Oh, I don't To be honest, uh I don't really go out in Pines too much. I know a lot of my friends live in Parkland or Boca, so they always end up dragging me up to Boca. Uh, <laughs> we go to the Boca. The Boca Mall is like kind of the place to be for us. And then um, I think it's True Kitchen or Fresh Kit True, Fre- True Kitchen that's, yep. that's attached to the mall. Uh, and I love that place. Uh, so I, I could eat there every day if I had the chance. But uh no, going up there and kind of treating a meal to True Kitchen uh, and then going to the mall is, is definitely uh, definitely what I'm looking forward to once this uh, kind of social distancing is uh, is kind of put put to the wayside in a couple weeks or months. Well, Chase, we thank you very much for uh, for stopping by here today. It was great to chat with you. Great to meet you. And I know we uh, we can't wait to, to see you get back on the ice here, hopefully uh, sooner rather than later. later. Yeah, no, thank you so much. Uh, thanks for your time and thanks for having me. Big thanks to Chase Prisky for stopping by and chatting with us on Territory Talk. Again, Territory Talk presented by Baptist Health, the official sports medicine provider of the Florida Panthers. Great to hear from a guy who not only is excited to be a Panther, but uh, also a guy who grew up with Panthers memorabilia in his in his bedroom, a guy who grew up a Panthers fan. You could sense just how excited he is to be a part of this organization. And uh, and really cool to see the number of guys, hockey players, uh, you know, with roots in South Florida, that number continues to grow. Yeah, and the cool thing about him is he's not a guy that went to Panthers games. He's a Panthers super fan. Like he's he's uh, you know just like our territory members out there. He's one of those guys. He, he's all in on the Panthers. You know, had some great stories there. You know, talking about you know idolizing Pavel Bure, Scott Mellenby. He's been there since the beginning. Yep. Uh, he's he's a real true blood Panther fan. Uh, so it's just so cool to see him. You know, get to this point to be a part of the organization. Obviously, still got a ways to go. Still has you know you know climb over a few hurdles to eventually get to where he wants to be. But to be even here right now is just so awesome with him. You know, Andrew Peak, Jacob Chicker and guys like that, Riley Stillman already on the team, all these former junior Panthers now, you know, making a name for themselves in the league is just awesome. And it's cool to know, like he talked about is, you know, when he was a junior Panther, he was looking up to Shane Gossespierre, you know, Andrew Yogan, guys that made it to the, you know, pro hockey, you know, uh, coming up here from Florida being junior Panthers. And now to know that there's junior Panthers at the ice den, you know, playing, you know, this year that will, you know, look up to him and maybe make it themselves someday. So uh, I know that's awesome. And now I know every time, you know, we're at the ice den for a practice, you know, when things get back to normal, I'll be looking at the junior Panthers. Panthers practicing and thinking, you know, you know, maybe maybe there's a kid out there. Maybe there is one because now you have every reason to believe maybe. It but- is awesome just to see it come full circle. And it illustrates something we've talked about over the past several years, right? The growth, not only of youth hockey, but just the popularity of this sport in the state of Florida. And I think it's stories like this really coming full circle that are just going to help 
continue to make it grow. Makes it it easy to pick the prospect of the week. It does. It does. He's definitely going to be a prospect of the week uh, down the road when we get back to doing that, which I know we all miss the prospect of the week. I miss the jingle. I miss doing it every week. Jameson Uh, wrote that jingle. I did. I'm getting no no royalties on it right now, though. The the pockets are dry on that one. But um, just kind of, you know, like I said, looking specifically at him, you talked, Jess, about kind of, you know, the effect the Panthers have had on these guys. Uh, He was a guy that, you know, as a baby, you know, was there, you know, in in the late 90s and the early mid 90s, should I say, uh, cheering off for the Panthers. And people forget what a process it is. You know, you don't just put a team somewhere and immediately hockey players start to grow. It's got to be the kids like him that spent, you know, 20 plus years following this team, growing up with this team that then become those players. So, uh, you know, he's a part of a small group now, but obviously exponentially, I expect as time goes on for that group to get even bigger and to have even more, you know, it's not going to be weird 20 years from now to have a guy, you know, in the NHL from South Florida. So the Panthers, uh, again, excited about uh, about what his future could hold. And, uh, of course, we had a great time chatting with him. Yeah, and, you know, you look what the Panthers have been doing here lately. You know, Prisky's obviously a part of that young group of defensive prospects for the Panthers just turned 24, you know, starting to come on his own here, you know, trying to make that leap eventually to the Panthers. But a couple other names, you know, recently got added to the pipeline. You have, uh, you know, Max Gildon, former third-round pick. Uh, he, you know, he signed this past week. John Ludwig, former third-round pick. He signed, uh, you know, signed his ELC as well this past week. Alec Rauhauser is a guy coming out of uh, Bowling Green. They just signed him, undrafted free agent, uh, coming out of college to a one-year deal. Uh, you know, led Bowling Green in scoring as a defenseman this past season, a former teammate of current Panthers goaltending prospect Ryan Bednard. Uh, you know, wore the C, was a captain, so that's a guy that, you know, new to the system. We don't know him as well as we know, you know, Ludwig and Gildon, but a guy that definitely also has some potential. So, uh, the pipeline defensively is getting pretty deep down there, you know, for the Panthers, especially in the AHL with all these guys kind of making that jump this year to the pros. Uh, so, with Prisky, with guys like that, uh, it's going to be really exciting to see, you know, who rises to the top to claim those future spots with the Panthers down the road. Certainly some exciting announcements coming this week. And we've got some other announcements uh, for the week ahead here. Lots to uh, look forward to. We talked about everything going on at FloridaPanthers.com. We've also got uh, some rebroadcasts coming up on 560 The Joe. We thank anybody who's tuned in and caught some of these. We've been doing them for the last uh, couple of weeks here, but we've got a couple exciting ones coming up uh, tomorrow night at 6 o'clock. They're all at 6 o'clock, so tomorrow night at 6 o'clock, we will relive the Panthers' comeback win over New Jersey very early in the season. October 14th, the Panthers won the game 6-4 after being down as many as 4-1 in the second period of that game. Came back, won at 6-4. On Saturday at 6 o'clock, we will relive the Panthers' win in Chicago from January 21st. Joel Quenville's return to Chicago, Frank Vetrano's hat trick. So we'll look back to that game and then Tuesday at 6 o'clock, that 2-1 win the Panthers had in Arizona. Sergei Bobrovsky stood on his head in that game. Mike Hoffman had a couple of points. It was a big win to close out a trip for the Panthers. So that's what lies ahead on 560 The Joe as far as our uh, rebroadcast coming up. Some exciting ones again all at 6 o'clock tomorrow, Saturday, Tuesday. Those are the games coming up. And Fox Sports Florida will continue to re-air some of the great Panther games uh, from this past season. The next one coming up is tomorrow night, 8 o'clock, Panthers at Wild. That one had a wild what? finish. <laughs> That's what you call a tease. Uh, Katie Gauze is going to be live tweeting during that game from at Fox Panthers, so be sure to join along with that. But yeah, that's going to be a fun one to relive for sure. Very, very exciting finish in that one. 
And Jess, I know you've had a chance to live tweet a couple of the I past Pan- Panthers games, uh, some of the biggest games of the uh, of the season. How much fun has it been just to to hop on there, relive some of these games, and, and relive some of them uh, on Twitter with some of the great Panthers fans following along? Well, it's been so much fun, and I think one of the biggest reasons why is because we all miss hockey, right? We all are just kind of holding our breath, desperately waiting for whatever the return of the season is going to look like. And so to be able to watch these games, to be able to connect and reach out to Panther fans, it makes you feel like you're back in it. Um, So it's been awesome. And uh, even though I'm not necessarily running the Fox Panthers Twitter account tomorrow night, I will definitely be watching along and interacting as well some so, personal tweets maybe yeah some personal tweets instead <laughs> so but yeah it's uh, it's been awesome and uh, still several games that are going to be uh, broadcast uh, the re-airs broadcast on Fox Sports Florida throughout the month of April and I got to say, you know, before we sign off here, uh, this is an audible medium. People can't see what's going on here right now. We set the scene, you know, we're on a couch. There's some dogs over there. But one thing I got to bring up <laughs> is that, Jess, I mean, your nails look great. You look like you could do a broadcast do right because now. Because I broke this one earlier this week and had to cut it. And now it's... I'm just thank saying. You. you know what? I'm just, just going to say thank you. But I'm just saying for you know thank being you. you know you know self isolated here for three weeks, you look still put together. And I got to say, my thank fian- you very my much. fiance at home still gets up every morning. You know, does the makeup, looks great, basically gets dressed for work, but then just works at home. Right. And it looks like you're doing the same. But for me, I mean, I feel like I regressed to like freshman year of college. <laughs> Just like basketball shorts, not shaving, showering every day. Yes, but that's that's the length of the effort at this point. I think Doug, he's got some stubble. He's growing it out. Uh, My Waffle also, House shirt, like me, basketball shorts. That the gym shorts are getting a lot of use here. But it feels like we're An co- old Marlins hat. Don't even have the current one on. Right it just now. feels like we're regressing, and, and you are just continuing to you know, lead the charge and step forward. Well, I appreciate that, and I will continue to do what I can, and uh, until I am able to get. This little nail fixed. I'm just. We should all do our nails next week together. That that'd be a a, something we've never done on territory talk. (laughs) That would definitely be a territory time to break the new ground. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, follow along with Jess on Twitter. You know, stay up to date with her because she's doing a great job. Thank you. You guys are doing a great job, and and with territory talk and keeping the Panther fans uh, up to date on everything that's going on, and it's been awesome to be a part of it for the past couple of weeks. Will we make it four in a row for Just by Luck? Will the streak? The invitation is out already. Keep the streak alive. That's all I have to say. (laughs) Well, we're looking forward to it. We're looking forward to it. And big thanks, everybody, for tuning in out there. Thanks for uh, making Territory Talk a part of your listening week. You can expect new material each and every Wednesday from us. Wherever you find your favorite podcast, we are there. You can go to floridapanthers.com slash Territory Talk. It's all right there. New episodes each and every Wednesday. You can get caught up on the old ones, too, if you want to go back in the archives. Big thanks to Chase Prisky for stopping by and chatting with us today. Great to talk to him and uh, looking forward to seeing him on the ice as soon as we can get back at it. Big thanks uh, to all of you for being here once again. For Jamison Olive, for Jess Blaylock, I am Doug Plagans. We will talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to Territory Talk, the official podcast of the Florida Panthers. For all your Panthers news and information, follow FLA Panthers on Twitter.